Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. We're recording this on one of those hot days. I've got a quite noisy fan in the background, so I apologize if people can actually hear it. Um, but Not what hearing your fan. Not hearing your fan. Well, since it's a hot day, you'll be glad to know that we're going to start off by talking about bottled water. Oh, have you I got have a mine. bottled water? You I have, have mine here. Water. Have mine Excellent. Here. Oh, that's a very exciting. People can't see it, but made of glass. Can, it's made of glass, but with a rather, dare I say it, sexy plastic coating on your glass. It is lovely. Uh, yes. It looks like the it looks like the kind of MacGuffin that Tom Cruise would be chasing <laughs> after in Mission Impossible, isn't it? Yes, yes, I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to make a, a blockbuster about it any moment now. Fill it with a glowing green liquid, <laughs> yes. and it could be anyone's. So bottled water. Back in 2015, only 20% of people used refillable bottles. Mm -hmm. And refillable, or otherwise disposable, bottles are awful, as we know, Mm. because they increase the amount of plastics, not just in the the oceans, but in our bodies. So now 60% of people use refillable bottles, which is all very well. There are 110 water fountains now in London, public water fountains. Presumably and far fewer than there used to be in the good old days. There used to be water fountains everywhere, didn't there? Long they time did. ago. They did. They did. Well, and, horse, and horse fountains, it had to be said as well. Yes. <laughs> yes, horse troughs. Yes, you have to be careful which one you use. I suppose you could have filled it up directly from the horse trough, but you might yes. decide not to do that. Bournemouth last year installed 150 free taps. And in the month of July alone, they found that it reduced the number of plastic bottles collected from their beaches by 19,000. 19,000 fewer plastic bottles. Yes. Did they say how many there were in total? They didn't. But But we don't know what proportion is. It sounds good. good. Yes, yes, yes. And it turns out that you can get your water bottles refilled for free from places like Greg's and Costa and Cafe mm. Nero and yes. Pret-a-Manger and all those places. But how do you know where to go? Well, oh. that brings us on to the app. The app is called <laughs> Refill. That's how it's spelled. I'm hoping it might be spelled the way you would normally spell it. It is. Oh. I thought you'd like that. I, yeah, I like it even more now, yes. <laughs> so it's Not... called the Refill app. You can think how find else they it... could... I'm sure they'd find a way if they were like, determined enough. Yeah, well, three in advance or something. Three fill or yeah. something. Yes, like good that. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Free fill. Free fill would be a good. Free fill would be a better name than refill, yeah. wouldn't it? True. True. Yes. Anyway, that's that's extremely good news. It is. So if you register for the app, it not only shows you where to find them, but if you find somewhere that isn't listed, then you can add it onto their list, and they will stick it on their map. Great. I think it's a thoroughly good idea. Refill app, download it now. iOS, Android, that's about it. iOS and Android, but who else needs anything else? Okay, brilliant. Let's move on. Let us move on to Wimbledon. The thwack of um, felt coated rubber on cat gut. That's quite probably isn't even cat gut anymore, is it? It probably isn't. No, I don't know what it is. Uh, Too close to me, anyway. It's appalling. 
few things more traditional than Wimbledon. Yes, yes. Except this year, you could look forward to the AI-powered commentary. How about that? Mm. Now, they already use AI to work out the player power index, which is looking at all the stats for each player Mm. and looking at who they're uh, been who they've been picked to play against and analyzing their performance and working out who's likely to win apparently mm. that's a big deal if you're a tennis fan mm. well as of this year they're going to be using IBM's Watson X platform which has been trained in tennis language you'll be very <laughs> glad to hear mm. and it has multiple cameras that track the ball of the players and it works out what they're doing and then that the data is then sent to a chatbot for a natural language commentary, which is then sent to a text-to-speech AI for the audio. The good news is it won't impinge on your BBC or possibly ITV viewing of the game, but if you choose to watch Wimbledon either on the Wimbledon website or through their app, then you are quite likely to hear an AI commentary. You can, I would be intrigued to hear what it's like, but presumably it can't be anything like as good as a, um, a real commentator. And as somebody pointed out um, in an article I've just read about this, what are they going to do when it rains? How well, is it going to fill in the time? There wow. is probably uh, a, a special Cliff Richard mode that says, and Cliff Richard <laughs> stood up to start singing. I don't know. All right. Okay. Well, I don't really care for Wimbledon. I live very close to the ground and it's a nightmare around here when it's on. Oh, is it? Ah. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yes. It's the only time the tubes run on time, of course. <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> so anyway, from Wimbledon on to wild animals. So mm. people who are researching into the movements of wild animals need to be able to track them. And they track them with little GPS modules on them. There are already uh, GPS modules attached to tiny solar cells that they use on birds. Mm. But since most of the animals they want to track are nocturnal, then mm. it's actually very difficult to, to to track them using solar cells because they are sleeping or hibernating. Because I know the answer to this, guess, because there's less sun at night. I know that. Well spotted. Well, the University of Copenhagen has developed the Kinefox, or possibly Kine Fox. I don't know. My, my Danish pronunciation probably isn't nearly up to it. And they have developed a collar-mounted GPS tracker that works in the same way as self-winding watches. Do you remember those things that people used to have before digital watches? You've got one. Is your watch actually, self-winding? It's not, it isn't actually self-winding. I, I, I shouldn't have shown you. It, it is battery, but... Uh, it is battery. Battery that needs replacing relatively soon, I think. We um, talked, in fact, on this show about people who have a number of self-winding watches who can now mm. buy a self-winder for the watches they're not actually wearing. Do you remember that? We talked about that a couple of years ago. I don't remember ago. that. No, it sounds actually fascinating. No, it's but I, mean, I, I approve of self-winding watches. I do remember those. But you anyway, were always worried one, with them that they were going to run down, weren't you? So people would actually just shape their wrist occasionally. Wrist, well, exactly. <laughs> for no good so, reason. In this collar-mounted tracker, the capacitor Mm. builds up kinetic energy and transmits the coordinates of where the animal is. But there's also an accelerometer that measures what it's doing and Mm. where it's going, so it can send all kinds of data, all eventually uh, for free and permanently without having to change any batteries. I think that's a very good thing, don't you? Seems incredibly clever. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Let's have one of these.
Now, a couple of years ago, we were in France and my wife got a bite and the bite was curious. It was a ring of tiny dots, about two centimeters in mm. diameter. Mm. Couldn't work out what it was. So we tried to describe it, but it was quite dis difficult describing any kind of skin complaint mm. or bite. Yes. Not anymore. Google oh. to the rescue. Google Lens will now identify skin complaints for you. Although, oh. uh, if you, of course, whether you want Google to know about your various skin complaints, <laughs> yes. is, a, is another matter. You can be bombarded with advertisements for um, insect repellent and various other wart remover. Well, this could be quite useful. I, I had a skin problem during the pandemic, and that's ring 111, but 111 has no ability to email them or send them pictures or do video chats. So it wasn't really very helpful. No, no, indeed. Well, Google, to the, well, what it does is it sends you image-based links based right. on the kind of thing that you send it. And you can work out if the images that it gives you is, in fact, uh, the same as yours. But since the image they send you is more likely than not to be from a photo library, all mm. it's telling you is, look, here's another one, without giving you any idea of what uh -oh. it is or how to treat it. Did you so did you actually send a picture of your of your wife's skin complaint? Had you taken a picture at the time to see... I did it. take a picture at the time, but I think I probably now deleted it from my... Because oh. I don't really want to have photographs of my wife's skin but complaints it, well, in my photo library. Well, I might pass this on to my daughter, who had a skin problem, was referred to a oh. hospital immunology department. Um, they sent a letter remarkably quickly after the referral, saying we're delighted to offer you appointment. This, by the way, was a month ago, December 2024. This oh. morning, she received another letter. We're terribly sorry. We have to cancel the appointment. We hope to write to you soon and arrange oh. another appointment. So, yeah. well, there we go. So maybe Google may be the only answer. Maybe, maybe it is the only answer. Who knows? Anyway, there we go. I think it's quite a good idea. And um, I look forward. Actually, I don't look forward to trying it because I hope I don't <laughs> get any nasty no, no. complaints. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, let's move forward to a uh, a product. And this is a this is the Epson EB810E. Oh, it trips off the tongue. It absolutely does. Tells you exactly <laughs> what it is. Well, we've talked about short throw projectors yes. in the past on this show. This is not just a thought short throw projector. It's not even uh, an ultra short throw projector. It is an extreme short throw projector. This projector right. will throw or project mm. an 80-inch image that's two meters, more than two meters, just one inch from the wall. Ooh. It'll under two and a half centimetres. That's pretty good, isn't it? And if you move it to 14 inches from the wall, it'll give you a 160-inch image. I think it's wow. rather impressive. Does, does, does it have to... Uh, presumably, it's outside the actual image itself, is it, or is it in the middle? Do you actually have that in the middle, sort of blocking your view from a tiny little bit of it, or not? No, or no, no, of course not, but it projects okay. above. It projects, oh you put it on the table, it projects upwards. But oh, with I some see. terribly okay. clever lens technology going in there, because, of wow. course, keeping everything uh, in focus when some of it is just a, a couple of inches from the lens and some of it is, you know, maybe 40 or 50 inches from the lens, that takes some doing, doesn't it? So yeah. very clever. Available yes. from Epson now. It's called the EB810E. And if you're in the States, you can get it for $3,299. <laughs> right. If you're in the UK, £4,060. Good grief. Well, that's including VAT, but even so, that is really quite a big 
GB okay. markup, isn't it? And does it suddenly stop working every six months and you have to buy really expensive cartridges to put in it? I don't think it takes cartridges, but I imagine the bulbs wear out. Yes. And the bulbs yes. on projectors, I believe, are terribly expensive. Aren't they? Well, I'm surprised they're not sort of surprised they're not virtually giving them away and just charging more for the bulbs in the same way they do with their, <laughs> with their cartridges. Or maybe it's some uh, kind of clever LED thing instead of bulb. Yeah, I'm not maybe. quite sure. Well, let's uh, give you a chance to catch your breath. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. You're listening to Gadget and Gizmos on Share Radio. I'm Simon Rose. He's Steve Kaplan. Onwards. Well, let's just move on to electric cars because we haven't talked about them for oh, nearly a week now. Right. And okay. the Lotus Elise is the latest from the Lotus Stable. Do I say mm. stable? I think I do say stable, and it's more likely to be a garage. Well, it? given, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess relatively wealthy people probably keep their cars if they've got lots of them in what used to be stables. So I guess they probably do, probably and I'm sure they have boxes to wind their self-winding watches when they're not wearing them as well. Yes, that's probably true. So it's very shiny. At least the the, the prototype is very shiny. Mm. It's all from mirror. And the I looked at the mirrors, which is curious because they didn't seem to have any mirrors on the mirrors. Then I realised they're probably actually little cameras on the wing mirrors, which wow. um, when they get knocked off will be even more expensive to replace than standard <laughs> yes. wing mirrors. But, yes, but, there yes, we go. Yes. but the big thing about it, being for electric car, six minute charging. They claim. Wow, how can it's made by? Well, it's made by a British company called Niobolt. Well, they say it's made. I mean. They haven't actually made it yet, of course, mm-hmm. but they say they're going to make it. Uh, the downside, it's only got a range of 155 miles. Mm-hmm. And as we know with electric cars, the range they claim is never the range you get once you start turning on radios and air conditioning and headlights and yes, all those yes. kinds of things. Anyway, they say that production is going to start next year. So if they really have made a six-minute charging car, that's actually extremely impressive. You know what I'm slightly surprises me is that I've yet to see an electric car stationary because the battery has run out. I mean, I know you talk about range and say it's never quite what you're led to believe, but I haven't anybody seen anybody who's all in distress by the side of the road. Well, can't be the side of the road. Of course, if it stops, you, there's no way of pushing it to the side of the road, is that it's so heavy? But I haven't seen them. You know, you expect well, they them do give you some to be littered with warning. Them. They do oh, do they? Okay, warning, I've not yes. driven one. Oh, okay. My right. parents' old Rover. 3,000 or 3,500, whatever mm. it was. Oh, they were lovely um, cars. Used to have um, a, uh, a reserve fuel tank. So did my mum's Triumph Herald. Yes. Unfortunately, whenever she used it, she forgot to turn the lever back again. Ah. So when she next ran out of petrol, thinking it's all right, I've got a reserve tank, she'd already used she it. She didn't, already used it. Yeah. Maybe that's what we need, a reserve battery. Or you yes. could just stop up and buy a whole load of double A's and put them in somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wouldn't, that really be, wouldn't that be really handy? Yes. Wouldn't it just? Anyway, so if you think that uh, the Lotus is perhaps out of your price range, how about the Arc Zero, which is available in the UK, only in the UK, apparently, 
just a fraction, a fiver under £6,000, which is wow. not that much for a car, takes two passengers sitting in front of each other. Well, I say in front of each other, one sitting in the front, the other one sitting behind them. Presumably yes. the driver <laughs> who's sitting in front. Although, of course, in the old uh, planes, the old fighter planes, it used to mm. be the driver sitting in the back and the gunner sitting in the front. But I don't think this one has guns fitted, unless that comes as an optional extra. <laughs> Sorry, I'm digressing. <laughs> Only marginally, yes. Okay. Um, only has a range of 50 miles with a top speed of 28 miles an hour. Now, a while ago, I would have laughed at a top range of 28 miles an hour, but driving <laughs> in London, London, yeah. <laughs> well, most roads you have a limit of 20 miles an hour. Yeah, it's then, marginally uh, embarrassing on the very rare roads that are still 40, I suppose. Yes, it would. Anyway, it's a very clever thing. You need only need a moped license to to drive the thing because I don't think it's actually classified as a proper car by what well, just about anyone, certainly not by Jeremy Clarkson. And they reckon they can deliver this within fourteen weeks. So if you want one, go to Arc Motors, A R K Motors dot co, and give them your six thousand quid. They'll give you a fiver back, and in fourteen weeks they'll give you a an electric car. It does actually seem. Reasonably good value, assuming that it sort of works. I mean, 50 miles for, you know, for a runabout in London, presuming that's absolutely fine. Assuming that I've got some way of charging it. I don't know what happens to people in blocks of flats or, or you know, people in our street who don't have drives. No. I mean, they run, you often do now come across wires being run across pavements, which I'm sure is going to cause somebody to tumble before long. Yes. Well, we have talked about how the fact that they are going to be fitting a lot of lampposts with electric yes. charging points. Yes. yes. And Wi-Fi, according to last week's episode. And Wi-Fi, yes. So yes. while you're charging your car, you can sit there and browse the web. Absolutely, looking for the yeah. nearest place you can refill your bottle. Exactly. It all it all hangs together. It's as together. if somebody's planned it. Okay, let's move on. Well, let's have, I think it's time for our crowdfunding time of the week. Well, in that case, we've got mm. to have this. Now, you and I both ride our bicycles uh, a lot, I think. Um, yes, and not we, each other's, not, but yes. Not each other's. When we're not riding them, we have to chain them up. And I have an electric bike, so I got a particularly chunky chain hmm. for it with a, yes. a very fiddly lock, has to be right. said. And you have to, and you have to put the, the key in, you wind your chain around, you have to f- slot the end of the lock back on and then lock it. Introducing the Linker Lasso. I say Lasso, but I've noticed having watched uh, Ted Lasso, the Americans actually pronounced lasso incorrectly. They pronounced it lasso, which surprised me, given the amount of cowboys that they must have grown up with. Is that, it's called a lasso. Did, that, did that lasso not have a double O? No. Oh, I hadn't realised that. Oh. oh. Oh, dear. I'm going to have to go online now and look all this up. Oh, you are. Okay. Yes. Anyway, the Linker lasso is a... <laughs> sorry, just sounds funny. It, it does. <laughs> yes, oh, sorry, yes. that's what it's called. I didn't sorry. name it. No, no. It is a smart chain. So it's a chain lock, a meter long. Yes. And the chain is made of manganese hardened steel. I'm not entirely sure what that means, but they're very proud of the fact that it's manganese hardened steel. So I imagine it makes it rather right. harder to cut or hit with a hammer. And yes. it has a polyethylene sleeve over it so you don't scratch your bike. As I say, a meter long. And it unlocks with your phone or with your watch or with well, a near uh, a key that you just need to hold near it. Or if you have lost your key and your phone and watch have both run out of battery, mm. then you can tap in a secret code and it will unlock it for you. And I think it sounds like a jolly good thing. 
Yeah, it went a lot with my watch, but um, sure it you won't mean work that. with your watch. <laughs> no, <laughs> even though it's not self-winding. <laughs> and uh, so the hundred centimeter, the one meter version is a hundred and two pounds. Mm-hmm. If that's not big enough, you can get a hundred and forty centimeter one for one hundred and twenty-five pounds. And I think it sounds fantastic. And I have ordered one of these because I think it sounds like a really good thing. Okay, splendid. Well, yes. come back and tell us if it works. I will. Well, you have until July the sixteenth to have a look at it it's called the linker lasso or linker lasso if you're american and (laughs) it's on kickstarter and take a look because i think it looks like a very good thing indeed okay then uh, we'll have one of these and on to glastonbury so picture the scene you're at glastonbury having just endured whichever downpour is customary at this time of year at Glastonbury. And you think, I really fancy a pizza, but you don't want to have to go and queue up at one of the many food stalls for a pizza. You want your pizza delivered. Mm -hmm. So you go on to Domino's, you find that there is a Domino's near Glastonbury, and you order your pizza, but of course they can't deliver it because the delivery guy can't get in. Or can he? Well, yes, he can, because they're now delivering pizzas to Glastonbury by jetpack. Oh, good gracious. How wonderful. Oh, good gracious, indeed. And I have seen it on multiple news outlets. I've seen film of the jetpack delivery driver delivering a pizza to actually not quite Glastonbury. It's on a hill overlooking Glastonbury. But there are a few people there with tents because obviously the guy can't turn up in the middle of a concert on the jetpack and land surrounded by all these people. So I think it is just a PR exercise. Oh, and well, luckily actually, we don't fall for that. We don't. We really shouldn't talk about this because we're just giving more publicity to... I'm, uh, to I'm, uh, I'm intrigued by the idea, though. And uh, Is there a massive delivery charge, or are they just throwing that in for free? Well, either there's a massive delivery charge, or they've only actually delivered one pizza to somewhere near Glastonbury, and getting all the coverage oh, is right, yeah. out of it that they need. Oh, well, Who knows? It's a nice idea. They could deliver it by drone, of course. Yes, if I ever dropping them with little parachutes attached. <laughs> yes, that would that'd be fantastic. Yes, oh. yes. <laughs> Probably the wrong people collecting them, having to swap pizzas. I'd rather have earplugs, I think. Oh, you curmudgeon. Well, it's not my sort of music. It might be. Although, oddly, although oddly enough, the, the guy who um, does music for uh, my uh, grandson and various other children is going to be at Glastonbury with the ukulele group teaching Zoe Ball how to play the ukulele. Well, there uh, you go, exactly up yes. your street. Yeah, and he's the sort who would probably want a, a pizza delivered from the sky, I'm sure. So well, I shall ask do, him if he can do order it up. Yeah. yeah, certainly. Right. Moving on to... We're back on the on the road again with cars, and this time petrol or indeed diesel mm-hmm. cars, and the pollution. What do we do about car pollution? And the answer could be photocatalytic concrete. <laughs> okay, those aren't two words you'd really put together, are you? Are they you? aren't, are they? Well, this is the brainchild of the Korea Institute of Civil Engineering and Building Technology, mm. and what they've done is they've taken a coating of titanium oxide that they apply to the concrete Mm. and this reacts to sunlight uh, and and that produces reactive oxygen species molecules i hadn't actually heard of reactive oxygen species molecules but what they do 
If they then break down nitrogen oxide, sulfur oxides, and ammonia in the air, I didn't again know there was lots of ammonia in the air, but it turns yeah. out there is, and therefore getting rid of the pollution. Now, the curious thing about this uh, device that reacts to sunlight is that they've been testing it in a tunnel, which I think is rather odd. So in order to, <laughs> to do that, they have had to install artificial suns in the tunnel so they can test it. I suppose it's the only way they can really measure it if it's in a fairly enclosed space like a tunnel. Oh, I suppose that makes yeah. some sense. I like the idea of what... where do you get an artificial sun from? Well, just lots of lights, lots oh, of the okay. right kind of UV lights, I suppose. Okay. And in their tests, uh, the nitrogen nitrogen oxide level dropped by eighteen percent in just twenty four hours, uh, and apparently all the pollution left salts, which they say was washed away away by the rain in a tunnel. Where did the rain come from? Exactly. The, artificial artificial, artificial clouds. Yes. Exactly. Artificial it's, rain uh, clouds. This artificial is more and more implausible. Yes. 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 Well, that's it for this week. My thanks to Steve Kaplan. No, that off to Glastonbury at the moment to order himself a pizza. Um, we will, of course, be back with more Gadget and Gizmos at the same time next week. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No. It's Gadgets and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.